Welcome to Stay Engaged 2021. Everything you know and love about IAB Engage, but brought to you day by day. It's Engage, but offstage. Stay Engaged is hosted in partnership with Quantcast, creators of a new and innovative intelligent audience platform. We're kicking off our second annual series by gazing into the future with Marek Robel, Head of Media Futures at Havas Media UK. In this session, Marek looks at the past, present and future of augmented reality, charting how it has evolved from Pokemon Go to a valuable storytelling platform during the pandemic. Marek also dives into what's next and asks whether rumored AR headsets from Apple and Facebook make AR the next computing platform. Let's find out. Here's Marek with his session, Rising Star. Hello, everyone. My name is Marek, and I'm a head of Media Futures at Havas Media Group UK. First, let me start from addressing the elephant in the room. I do. I really do realize that as titles go, head of Media Futures, it's not far off things like Innovation Wizard. A bit ridiculous. However, Media Futures unit mission is actually quite simple. It's all about making emerging technologies meaningful. And that boils down to answering three main questions. What, why and how? So we're beginning with establishing emerging technologies through education and thought leadership agenda. Then we make sure that they're relevant, but aligning them with our client's strategy. And last but not the least, we activate. Whatever it's through working with established media partners or network of startups. Sounds easy, right? Well, even that I'm a massive geek and I love what I do, it can be a struggle. Because as much as everyone can agree that emerging technologies are transforming media and marketing, this is not a linear process. Gartner Hype Cycle is a great representation of this phenomena and one of the guiding principles in my work. It looks at the life cycle of new technologies, how at first they are super exciting, but also chances are overhyped. Then very often they simply disappoint, trembling under the pressure of unrealistic expectations. But with time and in the right conditions, some of them start to drive real value for marketers. And when that happens, when this magic happens, I like to say that these technologies turn into the rising stars. And today we will be looking at one of those rising stars, augmented reality. While in my humble opinion, AR is a rising star which shines the brightest, it's also a perfect example of the roller coaster of a journey emerging technologies can take us on. But what is AR? Augmented reality is a part of extended realities family, which also includes virtual and mixed realities. They are often put in the same bag, but actually they are very distinct technologies with their own strengths and weaknesses. Virtual reality creates digital environments which shut out the real world. Augmented reality layers digital content on top of the real world. And mixed reality not only layers digital content on top of the real world, but also makes it possible for this content to interact with the real world. So basically AR on steroids. While all of these offer some exciting opportunities, including VR, which sadly has been treated very harshly by marketing community, AR is the low hanging fruit. The main reason being that we can engage with AR by using our smartphones, which are ubiquitous. But don't take my word for it. When Tim Cook was interviewed by The Independent a couple of years ago, he went as far as saying, think back to 2008 when the App Store went live. AR is like that. It will be that dramatic. But some of you may be asking, so what's been stopping AR and its word domination then? Well, 
Let's travel back in time to 2008 when AR saw its first commercial application in the form of a BMW magazine ad that allowed users to hold the printed page in front of the computer camera to produce an on-screen image. As you can imagine, the user experience left much to be desired. And while AR swiftly became a mobile phone-based technology and led to some genuinely fun experiences connecting offline and online environments, issues with UX prevailed. People had to use QR codes way before they were cool and download separate apps, sometimes both customers and brands were not happy about. We had to wait till 2015 for things to change. That year, Snapchat launched their lenses, pushing AR into the world of social media. And in 2016, world was swept by Pokemon Go craze. I always remember this one tweet saying how the author misses the time Pokemon Go launched as everyone was out loving life. However, while both AR lenses and Pokemon Go were, or rather still are, huge success stories for AR, sometimes I feel like they were proverbial double-edged swords as they pushed AR into this fun, gamey, or some would say gimmicky territory. Additionally, AR was positioned as a technology right only for the Apple funnel activities, driving awareness and or consideration. Thankfully, this started to shift with major players such as Apple and Google joining the AR space and enabling developers to create AR experiences for mobile apps. Not only it meant that we were able to place IKEA furniture in our living room or measure our suitcases to find out whether we can take them on board, but it also showed how AR is all about driving utility. Google's and Apple's involvement also led to one of the most important, in my opinion, development in history of AR, the launch of Web AR. Web AR makes it possible for anybody to start engaging with augmented reality using their web browser without the need for a third-party app. This means that not only brands can create much smoother experiences, but also there is no limit to where or how people can engage with augmented reality. But then, something even bigger than Google and Apple combined arrived to write the next chapter of Augmented Reality Saga. I feel like we need some sound effects to build the tension, but of course I'm talking about the pandemic. As terrible as pandemic has been, it has also been a massive catalyst for all kinds of emerging technologies. It gave them time to shine, it accelerated the behavior change among customers, often forcefully, and led to evolution of the role these technologies play in media and marketing. I would risk saying AR was uniquely positioned to answer some of the challenges brought by COVID-19. Because, you know, people often joke about Australia and how everything there wants to kill you. During pandemic, I feel like the whole world turned into Australia, as even merely touching surfaces or hugging someone was considered in some way dangerous. Of course, not saying AR is better than a hug. Let's be honest, nothing beats it. But with its ability to add digital layers to the world around us and create immersive experiences and all of this in a contactless manner, AR has been a great way to engage with customers in this bizarre new world. And doing so across the whole of the customer journey, way beyond solely driving awareness. There's no better example of this than AR taking retail sector by storm. Dr. Helen Papagiannis, a world-leading expert in AR, said it best in her piece for Harvard Business Review. Once a nice-to-have feature, AR has quickly become an essential technology for retailers. It was driven partly by the change in the customer attitudes. According to a survey conducted by GetUp, 47% of UK shoppers changed their perception towards AR because of the pandemic, and over half of them are willing to try it. Similar surveys conducted last year showed that customers not only think AR makes the shopping experience more exciting, but also majority stated they would shop more often as a result of AR apps.
And then there's the simple fact that AR drives results. Shopify released new data showing that products with AR content boost conversion by 94%. So brands interested in leveraging AR to drive sales can tap into AR try-ons, which have been madly popular among beauty, sneaker, and jewelry brands. But now, thanks to the launch of body tracking, it's possible for people to digitally try on any piece of clothing. There are also 3D models which can help your customers to visualize or customize a product. It can also educate them about more complex concepts. One of my favorite examples, a pre-pandemic one actually, is from Toyota, which created an app providing a peek inside of its hybrid car, helping potential buyers to understand this new technology. And if you are after something even more special, you can create a virtual shopping experiences accessible through an AR portal, most immersive of AR formats, which uses phone screen as an entry point to 360 interactive shoppable environment. God, that was a lot of buzzwords in this one, sorry. But buzzwords aside, I hope you're clear of the massive potential AR has when it comes to driving sales. However, while I'm busting or hopefully have busted this particular myth, I don't want you to forget how powerful AR is in building your brand. In recent report from Deloitte, there was this great quote saying, now with the rapid advancement of digital reality, we appear to be at the beginning of the new era of storytelling. And I couldn't agree with it more. I genuinely believe AR is a storytelling platform. This extra digital layer can be used to convey what your brand is all about, or when coupled with more traditional formats, elevate them and deepen the engagement. Even when it comes to good old AR lenses, there have been loads of creative examples showing how they've been constantly evolving. For example, Nike asked their fans to co-create lenses with them. Snap introduced a trailer reaction lens combining video and AR. Disney worked with Google on a dynamic lens which was integrated with a makeup tutorial and AR effects were changing depending on the stage of said tutorial. Also, I'm a big fan of Snap Landmark Lens which makes AR more geo-aware. So there is more to lenses than meets the eye unintended. <laughs> but still, lenses are only one of the weapons in augmented reality quite sizable arsenal, and pandemic actually forced brands to get creative with it. We've seen AR gigs making it possible to place a whole stage or a 3D model of an artist in your living room or anywhere really. There have been product launches and AR came back to its desktop roots with lenses made available for video conferencing. An undeniable renaissance of QR codes made adding AR element to print, out of home or even TV content easy and actually cool. Packaging with uh, AR twists enabled by QR codes is also having its moment. My favorite activity being turning pizza box into a Pac-Man arcade. And then there are AR portals, which I have mentioned previously. But as much as they can be used for creating shopping experiences, they are perfect for inviting your customers into your brand the digital world. And then we've seen AR games, holograms, broadcast AR, and I could go for ages. But the main message is that, as cliche as it sounds, sky really is the limit when it comes to AR executions. And because of this level of creativity and interactivity it offers, AR has proven to deliver on two fronts which are so important for marketers, attention and memory. According to the study conducted by Zappar and Mindshare working with Neuroscience Insight, AR generates almost twice the levels of visual attention compared to non-AR equivalent and 70% higher memory encoding compared to the non-AR tasks. I hope 
by now I'm preaching to the choir and you agree that AR truly is a jack-of-all-trades type of technology. First, web AR fixed issues around access and UX and then pandemic accelerated behavior change and help AR to prove itself when it comes to driving sales without losing what makes it so powerful for brand building activities. But that was now. What about next? There are three main areas I'm excited about, which I believe will supercharge augmented reality. First, there is persistent AR and compass AR experiences that while existing in a virtual world, they are connected to a certain location and can be experienced by multiple people at the same time. Snap City Painter Lens, which was launched last October, was a great showcase of it. Snap scanned Carnaby Street and then recreated it virtually only to let Snapchatters to paint it any way they want, virtually, of course, in AR. And it's not the only tech company experimenting with persistent AR, as Google has launched their spin on it called Cloud Anchors. But why is this format so exciting? Well, it's making AR into a shared experience. Historically, AR has been relatively solitary. It was you and your phone. And making it possible to experience it with your friends, see what they do in the AR world, how they interact with it, has so much potential. Furthermore, with persistent AR being not only shared, but also anchored to a certain location, it opens exciting opportunities for new type of -of out-of-home advertisements, AR out-of-home. This new format can benefit brands on two levels. A, creating new type of experiences, and B, having new type of real estate. Just two weeks ago, Marketing Dive reported that Brookfield Properties, a US-based owner of a network of shopping centers, made a deal to offer exclusive rights to virtual airspace in their shopping centers, which covers more than 150 million square feet in 100 plus locations across 42 states. Selected partner will now use the space to create air opportunities for brands to advertise their content. I know I'm a geek, but let's be honest, this is fascinating and potentially has far-reaching consequences for players across the whole spectrum of media and marketing. Another thing which will be shaping development of AR in coming years is LiDAR. LiDAR stands for Light Detection and Raging. Sexy name, right? But what it does is using light, the way radar uses radio waves. So LiDAR, radar, get it? (laughs) Basically, LiDAR sensors fire an array of lasers, then measures how quickly the beams are reflected back. Still not overly excited? So, well, let me tell you that LiDAR sensors provide navigation for autonomous ground robots, for smart cars and drones. They make them see. NASA, for example, uses this technology to map the surface of Mars. How cool is that? But how does it connect it to augmented reality? Well, the quality of AR experiences has historically relied on a phone's camera. They could be only as good as the hardware allowed them to be. And while smartphone cameras are getting better, and more and more of them are packed into smartphones, conveying depth has always been tricky. This is where LiDAR comes to the rescue by creating a hyper-realistic topographic map of the environment. Apple iPads Pro was the first device to have LiDAR sensors installed, and in October last year, iPad 12 Pro joined the ranks of LiDAR-enabled devices. And also let me tell you that while Apple is looking to LiDAR sensors, Google has focused on software-based solution and launched an AR depth API, which uses depth from motion algorithms to generate depth maps with a single camera. Both of the solutions will not only enhance augmented reality, results of which you can see for yourselves as both Snap and TikTok have already released filters using LiDAR sensors and Snap's getting depth support on Android too, but they will also pave the road for new type of AR experiences.
For example, virtual objects will be able to hide behind real objects through a technique called occlusion. You will be able to create virtual 3D copies of the real-world objects or 3D scan your environment. And also, there are more and more AR games using LiDAR to create much richer experiences, perhaps another Pokemon Go in making. But in the long run, the biggest potential of LiDAR and smart technologies with their ability of creating advanced 3D maps of the world to layer the virtual objects onto are AR glasses. And this is the third and last area that I will be getting overexcited about today. AR glasses are still hunted by the failed Google Glass, but it's really time to get over it, like seriously. Some of the biggest companies in the world have invested in AR glasses, with headsets for Microsoft, Magic Leap and Snap already on the market, and rumored headsets from Apple, Facebook and Google launching in the near future. With names like this behind the platform, what's holding it back? First of all, there is cost, with HoloLens 2 priced over £3,000. Privacy is also a big one. Smart glasses required loads of sensors to work. Cameras, accelerometers, microphones, and so on. So there's lots of privacy-related questions to be answered. And then there are challenges with the hardware itself, or rather how to stuff glasses with long-life battery and enough computing power to offer magical AR experiences. Not to mention the optics. Even in the promotional videos from recently launched spectacles, one can see how small the field of view is. And lastly, all of the AR glasses already on the market look bulky. I attended a wearable focus conference a few years ago and the message was clear. In order for AR glasses to take off, or any wearable really, the tech needs to be invisible and the glasses themselves need to look fashionable. Thankfully, there are some good news on the horizon. With so many major players entering and championing this technology, costs are steadily going down. LiDAR can to some extent help with the privacy issues. Some hardware challenges can be resolved by making AR glasses extensions of the smartphone, similar to the way in which the iWatch is synced to your iPhone. This is exactly the rumored approach for headsets from Apple and Facebook. And the cool factor? Well, this is exactly what Apple is known for. And in case of Facebook, it is partnered with Ray-Ban, which I think is an interesting move. However, it will take time for AR glasses to go mainstream. A sentiment echoed by Snap CEO Evan Spiegel in his interview for The Verge, in which he admitted that AR glasses will take roughly a decade to reach mainstream adoption. But I cannot help to be excited. Experiencing AR through one's phone screen will also limit the level of immersion, and the glasses fix that. I had a chance to use both HoloLens and Magic Leap at few occasions, not cool or influential enough to test the new spectacles. And I can tell you right away that the experience is something else, even despite all the challenges mentioned before. It always makes me think about this quote from Arthur C. Clarke, a legendary science fiction writer and co-author of the screenplay from 2000Y, A Space Odyssey, which says, any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. <laughs> and experiencing AR with AR glasses is just that to me, magic. And let's not forget about the big question, will AR glasses be the next computing platform? My thinking on this subject has been impacted by a fascinating piece from CB Insights from a few years ago titled, What Comes After Smartphone? The next mobile computing platform is already emerging. It points out that while smartphones are ubiquitous and hyper-personalized, their small size isn't well suited for the task they now perform. And simply increasing screen size doesn't really resolve the problem, especially as people increasingly look to their devices for immersive media experiences. So the piece argues, alongside many experts in the area, that AR glasses, supported by voice technology and predictive AI, ultimately will drive the adoption of new mobile computing platforms, expanding the mobile experience of our screens and integrating it more completely into the world around us. 
So that gets us to the end of the whistle-stop tour of past, present and future of augmented reality. So while it's clear AR has its fair share of ups and downs, those calling it a gimmick has not been paying attention. It is finally driving value for marketers across the whole of the customer journey and in the future has the potential to transform how we engage with the world around us. Augmented reality can really take your brand to another level. It can take you to the stars. Too cheesy? Sorry, that's my style. Thank you for listening. You're listening to Stay Engaged from IAB UK. Thank you for tuning in to this offstage audio session. And thanks to our partners at Quantcast. If you've enjoyed this session, please share it and tag at IAB UK on Twitter or Instagram. Subscribe wherever you're listening to hear the rest of the Stay Engaged sessions and for the regular IAB UK podcast. In the next session, we hear from Quantcast Summer Simpson as she draws on her background in journalism and digital media, speaking about the tools marketers and publishers can leverage to drive brand integrity and accountability in a free and open internet. Coming up as part of Stay Engaged.